Today's Movie Lovers Unite podcast episode is sponsored by BetterHelp. We decided to partner up with BetterHelp because we know that therapy can help save lives, as well as help mental health, and and BetterHelp will help you find the right therapist for you without waiting in a doctor's office. But what is therapy exactly? It's whatever you want it to be. Maybe you're not feeling motivated right now and would like some tools to help. Or maybe you're feeling insecure in, in relationships or at work not dealing with the, well with the stress. Whatever you need, it's time to stop being ashamed of normal human struggles and start feeling better because you deserve to be happy. And now you don't have to worry about finding an in-person therapist near you to help. BetterHelp is customized online therapy that offers video, phone, or even live chat sessions with your therapist. So you don't have to see anyone on camera if you it's much more affordable than in-person therapy, and you can start communicating with your therapist in under 48 hours. Join the millions of people who are seeing what online therapies is really about. It's always a good time to invest in yourself because you are your greatest asset. This podcast is sponsored by BetterHelp and Movie Lovers Unite. Listeners get 10% off their first month at BetterHelp.com slash www.betterhelp.com forward slash movie lovers unite. That's betterhelp.com slash movie lovers unite and get your 10% off today. And hello, movie lovers, and welcome to the show. And with me today, I actually have Rossi McCree. Say hello to everybody. Hello, everyone. And as everybody knows, today is the day that we're doing our review for Training Day. This movie is a fantastic film. It stars Denzel Washington. It also is directed by Antoine Fuqua. And it also had a budget of $45 million and made $104.9 million at the box office. And... This also has Ethan Hawke, Scott Glenn, Cliff Curtis, Dr. Dre, Stoop Dog, and like I said, it has a good cast, and not to mention the soundtrack is just as good too, because I also am a big, huge fan of Cypress Hill, and right. you actually get to see hear Cypress Hill's music of rock superstar, a rap superstar that's actually being played in the background in one of the scenes, which actually fits Denzel Washington's character, but anyways, this movie opens up to... LAPD officer Jack Hoyt, who's up for a promotion and is assigned to Detective Alonzo Harris, who's a highly decorated narcotics officer for a one-day evaluation. Evaluation, And I definitely love how he ends up getting that phone call from Denzel and everything. And he's already nervous as all, as all get out already. And then he gets the call. He's like, look, you ready? You're going to do this or what? And basically he winds up Jake's character winds up saying, I don't know about, he tells his wife, he goes, I don't know. I feel like I'm trying out for this for sports right now because that's how right. he is. <laughs> but I can actually imagine that because it's Denzel Washington and Alonzo is that type of person where you actually have to be on your toes the whole entire time Absolutely. and everything. Right. But what did you think of the opening scene? Um, I love the opening scene. I love how um, um, Jake is, you know, like he, he was... Jake was a all-star. I think he was a wrestler or something in high school. So him referring to feeling like he's trying out for sports, you know, he can relate to that. But I love the scene when he meets up with uh, Lonzo at the cafe, I guess, at a little diner. Yep. 
and the back and forth that the two of them have. And um, Denzel Washington, you know, his character is um, cool, slick, cunning. Um, Jake's just like a deer in headlights, you know. <laughs> and Jake is the type of cop that you want. He wants to save the streets. He wants to save the world. He's that really good cop. And he goes by the book. And um, unfortunately, he doesn't understand that um, he's in for a ride of his life. And the movie takes off. I mean, right. Yeah. From the yeah. opening thing of him, um, Jake just talking to him while he's reading the paper. Right. And right. Denzel Washington says 99% of the uh, things that happen in the paper is all bullshit. Right. And then he tells him, he goes, okay, well, why don't you tell me a story? And Jake's like, what do you mean tell you a story? He's like, well, since I'm being interrupted and everything, because you keep on talking to me, I want you to tell me a story. And I like how he goes into the specifics of how, why he wants to become a cop, why, yeah. why he wants to pursue what he's doing. He's like, he'll do anything for this position. Right. And He's just, and he does not understand the can of worms he did by saying that because Denzel right. Washington is that kind of character. It's like, oh, okay, you know, you'll do anything for this. Okay, let's see how much you'll, exactly. you can take working with me so you can get what you want. And Jake was from, he was a, a ticket officer, you know, he did the regular, you know, um, gave out tickets, your, your basic officer. But what he wants to do is he wants to get into the narcotics unit to eventually become a detective. So that's his whole goal. And, um, you know, Denzel puts him to the test. So you want to take it from there? Our, our, our ride into that beautiful, was it a Monte Carlo? <laughs> yeah, that uh, Monte Car Carlo. I, I have to say, that thing was beautiful, to be honest with you. Yes. Like, oh, Go ahead. I mean it. Um, <laughs> I don't know what it is with characters wearing black and having a leather jackets and stuff like that, but for yeah. Denzel, he just makes it, uh, him a badass, to be honest he with you. Him. And, uh, you know, it goes into the whole entire deal where you see these kids who are getting cracked from this one, uh, these drug dealers. Right. And, you know, he pulls them over and <laughs> he goes, what the hell are you doing? Aren't you supposed to be in school? Yeah, we're skipping and everything. Um, I'm sorry, officer. And he's like, mm. well, what do you have there? It's a pipe. My mom bought it for me. Oh, really? <laughs> let me, let me, let me have that. And what do you have over there? And then next thing you know, it, he winds up going, getting back inside the car, letting the kids go. But I loved how the teenagers are all looking. I'm like, what the hell? We were supposed to be taken to prison for this. They you know? were freaked out. I mean, the poor girl in the backseat, that's, you know, moving her hands and Denzel tells Ethan Hawke's character, Jake, you know, watch her. Make sure you show, make sure you know where her hands are at. These kids are frightened. They're suburban kids. They're in a gang neighborhood to buy some dope, you know, some weed. And um, he scares the shit out of them. He literally does. And so even Jake is kind of, what the hell's going on here? You know, because right. to him, we're supposed to arrest them. You know, he's, you know... They have drugs on them. So anyway, they leave the kids. He lets the kids go. The kids are frightened out of their mind, pissed off. Jake gets in the car. And I think at that point, he's kind of, you know, starting to question a little bit. But, yeah, you, you know, it, it's 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 okay. You know, he let the kids go. No big deal. 
Yeah, and another thing though too is he's like sometimes you gotta let the little small fries go and get right. the big ones. Because right. here's the thing: we're this is for the cleanup crew. This is not for us. We're the big guys. Right. The big guys right. don't take out the small trash. Right. So you know we're just gonna go on ahead let the people who write tickets basically. I'm just not, I'm not going for verbatim or anything like that. But that's basically yeah, what I'm saying. We're just gonna go on ahead and get the street cops to take out the small fries. We're right. narcotics. We're gonna take out the big guns. But then, you know, you know, Jake thinks that's all that's all that that's going to happen on that day. Or exactly. Whatever. But yeah. instead, Alonzo mm. puts a gun to his head and makes him smoke, um, smoke their weed. Then he finds out finding his PCP. That right. He smoked. And which he doesn't know. Jake doesn't know that right. it's you know, that it's um, PCP. And he doesn't even want to smoke the weed because. No. This is your all-American kid that, you know, he, 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 he wants to be a good cop. So he's not into that. And he's forced to do it, you know. He does it, and the high begins. I mean, they're driving around the city. Um, Jake is, he's having a high that you know it's not a weed high because the way the no. camera, you know, is showing you his outlook, you know there's something more than that. So um, I think that's when they, yeah, they're riding around and, you know, he ends up telling Jake what he's smoking on. Right, because that's when he says, so, you smoked weed back in the day? Right. And Jake's like, yeah, I smoked weed back when I was 16. And <laughs> he said, oh, okay. So, you never done any PCP? Nothing like that? No, nah, man, no. Nah, I never done anything like that. I just smoked weed and that was it. It's really, well, today is your first day that you actually tried PCP. And all of a sudden, yeah, just starts w- <laughs> every right. name for it. Yeah, he starts waking out. He goes, "Man, I'm going to get arrested for this. I'm going to lose my badge for this, and everything. They're going to drug test me." And this is Alonzo. He goes, "Man, don't worry about that and everything. It's all good. It'll be fine. We- Come on, we're going to go on ahead and go up to this other guy's house real quick." And everything. And that's <laughs> when we head to um, Roger's house. Yeah, Roger's and house. And Roger is um, an ex officer. What I got from it was um, he was Denzel when Denzel was Jake, basically. Right. And you here's know? the thing. Good. Right. Mm-hmm. Here's the thing, though. I He says, I used to be like you uh, and everything. And I used to want to take down everybody that I saw and things right. like that. And he said, but you have to realize the trash has to take care of the trash. And you have to let right. the big ones, the little small ones go and end up with the big ones because that's what really matters. Those little small right. things, they don't matter. But then I'm thinking to myself, was he like this all all this time? Was Denzel Washington, Alonzo, was he like this? Or was he just BSing him just to get Jake to do whatever he wants him to do? You know, I was I was thinking between Roger's conversation with Denzel as they're going back and forth and, you know, Uh, you know, reminiscing and everything. And some of the things that Roger's saying, you know, um, to Jake, you know, like basically confirming that Denzel was, you know, that bright eyed kid like you wanted to save the world, be a hero. And so I believe that when he first started, that he was like that. He really did want to do the right thing. And then, you know, got introduced to Roger and Roger took him under his wing and end up, you know, corrupting him. Right. Because he was probably like, okay, either 
join them or you that's it. That's the end of your exactly. Career. And you're you seeing know? them make money. Right. You and, know? Right. And then also too, this is another thing too, before we get out of Roger's house, we actually see this teenage girl getting raped by these other crackheads on the street. That's right. That's right. And then, you know, Ethan, of course, you know, Jay goes on ahead, gets out of the car and when, and goes on ahead, tackles them down, beats them right. up, puts them in a strangle, uh, strangulation hold, choke hold, and handcuffs them. Right. And the, and the girl uh, runs away. Yes. And, but, but one thing I want to say really quick. So before we, the yes. girl is, she's an important character in this yep. movie because we find out more about her later on. But in that scene, before she leaves, she does yell at the guys who tried to rape her. And say, my brothers, my cousins are going to get you. You're messing with the Vatos. And, you know, so I just wanted to put that in because we're going to revisit her later on. Right. Exactly. And then Denzel's like, my man, <laughs> you, right. you, right. Because, man, you one cold hearted motherfucker right there. Right. You did a really damn good job right there. That's what I'm talking about and everything. But, you know, we got to go on ahead and let them go. And <laughs> the look on Jake's face is like, what? Yeah, he is to him. He's they're dangerous, right? Like they just tried to rape this girl. They got drugs on him, but he did get to see one thing about Denzel Lonzo. Denzel's character Lonzo was when Lonzo came in, roughed him up, and then took the one crackhead guy, put him up against the fence, and had a gun at to his head. Took the mm-hmm. knife out, and then you know hit him in his dick basically, and. That scene there let let Jake know there's something not right with this guy. Exactly. You know what I mean? Like, right. you know, and, and he wants to take the guys to jail, but Denzel tells him, we don't need to take them to jail. We already got them back. They're hurt right now. And as a matter of fact, you know, that girl that they raped, her, her kin will come and probably kill him before the night's over with anything. So that's handled. Let it go. So Jake then is, you know, what the hell? This guy has already gotten laced my freaking weed. You know what I mean? Um, right. y- you know, he let the kids go. Now this situation. So, yeah. Right. And then, of yeah. course, as we were talking about with the dirty cop and everything, too, uh, they're actually having conversations reminiscing about everything, too. And I love that scene because there's a lot of history there. And gives you a lot more stuff without having to go through a flashback to understand Alonzo's character. Right. And he's just telling them the story of Alonzo, his origins and everything and where he came from. Yeah. From being the cop that um Jake is to being the corrupt yeah. cop, like you mentioned. And then also liked how Denzel's drinking, and then after that he puts his drink down and goes, Okay, let's go. And it does here's the thing when usually when movies do that, it makes you feel like you're watching a film. But yeah, it makes yeah. you feel like, okay, I'm on this road trip with them because of the way the yes. camera angle is. Yes. Because it's like, okay, bye. Bye, Dirty Cop. We're out. Yeah. <laughs> you know? <laughs> and, you yeah. know, it makes us feel like we're part of the ride. And that's what I love yeah. about certain angles of film because of the fact that it makes us feel a part of it. Yes. And everything. And that's exactly how I felt. I felt like I was actually in that car with Enzel and with Alonzo and with Jake. And I'm on long for the ride. Yeah. And, You're kind of uh, scared for him. You know, you don't know where he's going to take the kid. And and the kid thinks that at some point 
they're going to head back to the office. And Denzel right. tells them, you know, we are in the office as they're sitting in a car. This is the office, you know. Right. So th- this is something that Jake was not expecting. No, definitely not. Yeah. And then also, too, remember another thing, though, that happens. I don't I'm not going to go by order of what happened and stuff like yeah, that. Right. But, right. Um, I remember when they said, you know what, we have to meet up with the uh, rest of the guys. Yes. We're going to have a meeting and it winds up being in a restaurant with all the other corrupt cops. Yeah. The, what do they call them? The, the three wise men. Yep. The three wise men. The three. And I, I think I wrote their names. You got, uh, um, Tom Beringer, Raymond Berry and Harris Eulen and which is Doug, Stan, Lou and Doug. Those are your three wise men. Those guys are th- that that's the top. Dirtiest yeah. of the dirty. Yes. And we learn there that um, Tom Berenger's character ends up, you know, you know, asking Lonzo, what the hell happened in Vegas? I heard what you did. So we know there that something happened in Vegas. Lonzo did something. And what he did was he ended up beating up this one Russian dude in Vegas. And the Russian kid ended up being someone really important. So that's uh, a, a, a reason why this the things that you will find out what Lonzo's doing, it's for a reason. Exactly. But also, too, he's pissing a lot of people off, though, in this Yes, film. he is. Yes, he and is. Without him even knowing that he's pissing anybody off. Yeah, as he smart knows. as he is, streetwise as, as he is, he's clueless to the fact that he is pissing them off. Like, his head is so big, and he's been doing this and getting away with this for so long, you see it in him as in, in the character. His own he's ego copy, is what... You know? right. Oh, absolutely, yes. His own ego has totally blindsided him and overshadowed him. Right. And everything to the point where he thinks he's untouchable. And I'm going to get to the uh, part where they actually go into his home and stuff like that. Because that touches on that a little bit. But we're going to touch that on on in a few minutes. But also, too, Alonzo and Jake also apprehend a dealer named Blue, who's actually Snoop Dogg. Right. (laughs) And everything. And... You know, he said, "Man, fuck you." And he tells Jake, and he goes, "Really?" And then, and then here's Alonzo. Go, well, what are you gonna do? Right. <laughs> what are you gonna do, rookie? Right. So, what does he do? He goes on ahead, and he goes, "He goes, you need to go on ahead and go after him." He goes, "Man, he's in a wheelchair." He goes, "I don't right. give a fuck." <laughs> and he- so. <laughs> so he goes on ahead, gets him, picks up, and basically goes, "Oh, what do you have?" He goes, "Man, I don't have nothing, man. I am, I'm clean. I don't have right. no shit on me." Because really, right. he puts his finger in his mouth and makes him puke up the crack. Right. And he thinks, "Man, and, that." <laughs> and the funniest part, um, you wanna, you wanna bag that up for evidence, and Jake's like, "Hell no! All right, that's my man. Let's go." Yeah. yeah. Right. Yeah. Because but through like, that scene, right. we find out about a guy named um, Sandman because they're they're yeah. talking to Snoop because Snoop knows something. He, obviously, they all know something, but he wanted a name, and it was a man named Sandman, which leads yeah. us to where we run into Macy Gray's house. Yep, and he uses a fake search warrant. <laughs> Alonso <laughs> steals forty grand from Sandman's home. Right at at, uh, at lunch, the two Alonzo mistresses, Sarah and their young son, Alonzo then meets with the trio of corrupt. Hi- that's where I was. Ta- that's where my notes. Where I, he met up with the three wise yeah. men. But yeah. 
you know, at first we're wondering why did he tell him to take the menu? Why did he make Jake take the dinner menu? Because he had that folded up. Yeah. And then of course he goes, okay, give her the warrant. And it was the Chinese restaurant's um, menu. The menu. And it's <laughs> funny that she looks at it because she knows. Because she's peeping out this whole situation and she's looking at Jake. Denzel's back in her room because she thinks it's a search warrant until like she opens it up and sees that it's a freaking uh, dinner menu at a, at a Chinese restaurant where she runs out of the house after them and they're getting in a car trying to start the car up. She's calling to some dudes across the street because she basically holds the money for the, the, the gangs. So they all come out and they start shooting. They, they end up in a, a, a gun battle. And they uh, put three, three what, three gun shells in the back of that beautiful freaking car. Yeah, they do. They wind up shooting the back of his car. They run off and everything. But the funny thing is, you would think that someone would pull them over seeing gunshots in the back of the car. Right. The whole but, time. Right. But what I like about this, though, this is all in the course of one day. Yes. To Jake, it might actually feel like a, a three days. <laughs> or a week. Exactly. With, with I think Alonzo. we're only at lunchtime at this point. You know, like it's right. early in the day. This kid just started and we're already in the gun battle. Exactly. You know. Um, let's see. Then, of course, they um, Alonzo then suggests that they skip town. Alonzo insists that he has control over the situation, trade Sandman's drug money for the arrest warrant <laughs> using right. the. Uh, so, yeah, that's where we were at. And then, of course. Yeah. Uh, Alonzo, Jake, and four other narcotics officers returned to Roger's house and seized four million dollars. Yeah. And that was a that was crazy because when you watch the film and you go to Roger's house, I thought that Roger and Denzel were good buddies, like good friends, are throwing whiskey back, and it's expensive whiskey. So when they go back to the house with his with his team to get the the four million dollars. I was, you know, you're kind of confused because you're like, they're not going to do anything to Roger. You know what I mean? Right. And so they, they, they go there, dig the money up because we find out. No, we don't find out yet. But we, we, they dig the, the Roger's kitchen up, get the money, the suitcase full of, I think they said it's $4 million in there. He goes and sits on the couch with Jake. And at this point, he's setting Jake up because if you notice, he has Jake hold that gun to make sure those prints are on that gun. Sits right. him on a couch and tells him, you know, basically kill him, kill Roger. Jake right. thinks he's bullshitting. He's like, oh, you're kidding. He's laughing on a couch thinking that this is not, this is a joke. We're just right. going to take the money and leave. Dude, not at all. No. Not at all. Number one, okay, if you are going to rob somebody that has $4 million, you're not going to wind up letting that guy live. Because right. that guy has a chance of coming back at you, even though he's right. not, he, because you can't report $4 million, but he can yeah. actually have some connections probably to where you can bet on that he's going to get vengeance on getting his money back. Yeah. But also, too, then I like how Denzel actually puts it, though, to Jake. He's like, either you kill him or else I'm going to tell them that you did PCP. You also have a gun that's fully loaded with your prints on it. And either you can go on ahead and go home. Or you can go on ahead and be with us, one or the other. Exactly. And uh, also, too, the where where he actually has the money, where Jake, oh, not Jake, but where Roger actually has the money at, is underneath the floor. 
and everything. Right. So they're actually having to go on here and break the floorboards up just to get yep. to the money itself. Right. So and, and yeah. So it's it all with- a setup, basically. I mean, it's all a setup. They I think after when when um Jake decides that, you know, I think he plays a joke and like takes the gun and it's like, okay, I'm gonna kill him. Bam. Bam. You know? Yep. <laughs> And because he's thinking that they're playing, they're not going to kill him because to Jake, like we think Roger and, and, and Lonzo, they're good friends. There's no way. So Denzel takes the gun from, from uh, Jake and shoots fucking uh, Roger in the chest. And remember that scene, just breathe, just yep. breathe, just breathe. There's a lot after, of mm-hmm. go ahead. There is a lot of, uh, what's the word I'm looking for? Shadow. Um, you know what I'm talking about? Like foreshadowing? Oh, foreshadowing in this yeah. film. There's a lot right. of foreshadowing that I love, right. that I'm just eating it up. But going ahead, keep on going. Well, once Denzel shoots Roger in the chest, you know, and I'm going to say this because this is a specific part and we go back to it but later on, but he's telling Roger, you know, breathe. You know, just breathe, just breathe. And you hear him like, <gasps> you know, he ends up dying. And after that, you see how the setup happens. Denzel's telling one guy, um, you're going to call it in. Um, when, when you came in, Roger shot you. So he has one of his guys with the bulletproof vest on. He has to get shot because they're trying to set it up. So it doesn't look like, you know, anything was done wrong. And so he shoots his guy, actually hits his guy. Dude's just uh, dying, basically, you know. And Jake is freaking out. He doesn't want to be a part of this. He just witnessed a murder plus armed robbery. A cop is, is shot on the on the floor. Like, but it they they were so cool and calm about it. I mean, they made the call into the station, did the whole setup. Jake's prints are all over the place. He's 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 stuck. Right. He's stuck he, in he the there's no way out for him. He has to go along with it. Right. And no one's gonna believe him because here's the thing, he's just now getting transferred over. Right. These guys have been in the precinct for years and everything yep. working underneath the same people and stuff like that. So who are they going to believe? Three three guys that's been under the under, and also two Denzel Washington's character Alonzo or yep. one person. So it's their word against his. So therefore, he has no choice but to go with it. Exactly and too, which sucks. And he's pissed. He's absolutely pissed. He um they leave out and. He's just in shock as he stands outside next to Lonzo's car. Lonzo is coming to the car, looks at Jake. Jake looks at him. Lonzo gets in the car, lets Jake know, basically, let's go. And I remember when Lonzo was on the phone, I remember him saying, make sure the bathtub is clean. Yeah, that's another thing. Okay, I I only I'm only thinking about it because a scene that happens afterward, because then I was like, Oh, that's mm-hmm. why you can tell the it rest clicked. of that. But yeah, that whenever that scene actually happens, it clicks with me. Yeah. Because yeah. at first, you know, it's been a long time since I saw this movie. So, Same here. <laughs> so of course, when they said get the bathtub ready and make sure it's clean, I'm like, okay, what's going on here? <laughs> you know, but I thought he was talking to his lady on the phone, you know, that the 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 one, you know, his side piece that he had. I thought he was maybe talking to her on the phone until that scene happens. That's when I'm like, make sure the bathtub's right. clean. That's what he was. He was talking to them on the phone. Right. 
But also, yes. too, this is also another thing that winds up happening, though. Uh, let's see here. Then, of course, you know, I like how it shows you the pa- camera angles where Alonzo's talking to his two, got his buddies, his two buddies um, that are not, you know, the ones that call, one that called it in, the other one that happened to be yeah. there, the other one's getting taken away by the ambulance. But I like how, right. uh, here's the thing, I love how Jake's sitting there, like, being pissed off. Yeah. And right. the whole entire time, shaking his head, just being right. pissed off at them. And he goes, get in the car. He goes, I'm not getting in no fucking car. He goes, motherfucker, either you get inside the car or else I'm going to be turning you in. Right. So he gets inside the car. And then, of course, this is where Alonzo winds up taking him over to the Mexican, of these Mexicans and everything, too. But yes. I know that we mentioned when he goes to the mistress's house and everything. Uh-huh. Yeah. It makes it look like all those people actually respect Alonzo, but they don't. They cannot stand exactly. Him. They hate him. They absolutely hate him because when he when he goes over to see his mistress, and you find out the little boy is his son. You know, um, Eva Mendez played Sarah, and when he goes over to Sarah's house in this hood where they have the pigeon, you know, where they used to clap to get the pigeons to let them know that the cops have entered yep. their their ghetto, their hood. Um, you think that Lonzo has the respect of all the people in that hood. You don't realize that, you know, they hate him. They can't stand him. They know that he's dirty. And as bad as they are, they don't respect the type of work that he does. No, even if he did do something for somebody's cousin or whatever, he exactly, still has yeah. no respect for him. None whatsoever. All. None. So you, but, So you know that. This is not a light uh, person, but Lonzo's so in charge, you, you, he just doesn't care. It doesn't matter because he will have any of them in jail serving time. And they know that. He has a grip on him. He has a grip on all of them. Exactly. And then also, too, like I said, Jake gets into a Mexican standoff with the corrupt officers right. during that time after that whole t- entire thing with Roger. Um, right. Then threatens Jake, uh, reminding him of the LAPD's routine blood test, which will identify the PCP laced cannabis. Exactly. Yeah. Uh, Jake smoked earlier in in his mm-hmm. career. Alonso promises to protect Jake for his corruption, and Jake is forced to comply. Because Lonzo's basically lets Jake know that the way that he runs things is this: if it's a new cop that he has with him, whatever goal that you want, if you want to be detective, he can make that happen within a month. So that's everything that you're doing. He can make it happen. So, you know, Jake wanting to get into um, becoming a narc and working that, he could have that within that month if he went along with everything that Lonzo does. You know what I mean? Be part of that crew. Exactly. And also, too, on top of that, that's also why he says, I can make you a narcotic police officer within six months. I can make your dreams come true, basically. If right. you go on ahead and comply to what I'm doing, which is number one, be corrupt, but also take down the big heavy handed uh, criminals. Right. And stuff like that. Let all those other ones, let the trash take care of the trash. And matter of fact, he even says that. So Jake even says, so let me get this straight. So you're telling me that to let these little small ones go and cover the big ones. He goes, yeah. He said, you have to let them go. So the way the trash can take care of the trash. Exactly. And he said, that's not justice. He goes, yes, it is. It's street justice. He goes, no, that's yep. not the kind of justice that I want. I want the one that I signed up for. He said, well, I'm sorry, <laughs> but that kind of justice that you want is not what you think. It's a fantasy. Right. 
and right. everything. But then, of course, you know, this is also too. Jake gets into him, uh, goes on ahead later that evening. Alonzo drives Jake to the home of Sereno, uh, who's a gangster named of Smiley. Smiley, yeah. And does an errand. Jake uh, regularly plays poker with Smiley and his fellow gang members yeah. as he waits for Al- Alonzo. As they talk, Smiley reveals Alonzo's situation. And yeah, and, that's right. Yes, he lets. Here's he lets uh, a, go ahead. Go ahead. Here's the thing, though. That poker game is very intense, though. Yes. Two. That's another thing. Oh, Missy Joe's here too. <laughs> <laughs> hey, Missy. And you know that poker game is very tense. It's not a friendly game of poker at all, or anything like that. Because yeah. remember, I was actually afraid for Jake because of the I fact was that. You know, you have these. God knows what Alonzo told these guys about him, right? And everything. And so you have that going on, and then at the, as that's going on and everything, they're trying to get to know Jake and get a feel, trying yeah. to fill him up, trying to figure out, okay, is this guy going to go dirty or is he going to be a clean cop? Because if he's a clean right. cop, I'm going to have to kill him. Right. But I also liked how he said this. Let me see your. What kind of gun do you have? That's right. And he pulls up, he said, well, I got a Beretta 9mm. Go, oh, like this one. Puts the Beretta down on the table. And he goes, right. yeah, just like that one. It's a 9mm Beretta. It comes with the, with the uh, whenever you're a cop. And he said, yeah, but there's only one problem. Um, I, I know what this one looks like, but I haven't seen what yours looks like. Right. So he goes on ahead, takes the clip out, and then goes on it. This is what Jake does. Takes the clip out. Then after that, he makes sure that the chamber is actually empty. Yes. And then, you know, the gangsters are actually pretty much impressed with the fact that he caught the bullet as the chamber, That's as right. the bullet is actually coming out of the uh, chamber. That's right. Yeah. He goes, he goes, man, did you learn that at police academy school? He's like, nah, man. <laughs> <laughs> but you know what's funny, though? There's actually a guy that's on the from the Fast and the Furious movies that's in this movie. Oh, really? Yeah, and he plays the same uh, character in every single thing. If you want a Mexican gangster or yeah. some type of cor- corrupt person, yeah, this is the his character's name is always going to be Hector. Okay, okay. And Hector was actually in the very first uh, Fast and the Furious movie. Okay. With Paul Walker and everything, when he goes into the auto zone, and Hector was wanting some st- uh, some boost and everything from Noxide. <laughs> and so, anyways, Hector is at that table with them and everything. Okay. So okay. I just thought it was ironic, though. If you want like a gangster, a Mexican da- gangster, he always plays the role of Hector. It never fails. Okay, that's hilarious. He also that's he also played in Bruce Almighty though too, as like a little bit part. Okay. Okay. Well, I can but, tell you this that that scene with them around the table, the, the yeah. they pulled off gangsters. I like you said, you were scared for Jake. I was scared for Jake, especially when they had his gun, had his clip, um, and then they. <laughs> oh my gosh, the funny part um, when they asked them, um, "Have you had your uh, was it your 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 shit pushed in or that that one scene?" Yeah, have you, yeah he goes, "Do you push your shit in?" He goes. No, nah, man, yeah. I don't do that. I don't push my shit in. He goes, man, I do. And then all of a sudden you see the other guy going, yeah. And then he just crunches his face. That's right. That was so <laughs> hilarious. And that's when Jake's like, flips the table over, hits one of the guys. They end up getting Jake. 
throwing them down. Well, the money first, because they, they, they have a stack of money that Denzel had left there. Right. And they put that on the table. Was that, that was a payoff because he had basically dropped Jake off over there for them to kill him. Right. And they're gambling with the money that they were going to kill Jake with. I'm wondering, here's the thing. I'm wondering if that's like the 40 K that he got from the other place. Yeah. Because it it makes more sense that way, to be honest with you. It was like the 40 K just half of the 40 K or maybe the full 40 K. And then he has to keep whatever half of the mill, the 4 million that he gets, because why would you go on ahead and keep 40 grand when you already have seven mil? Exactly. Or half of uh, seven mil. I was thinking so, that's where the money came from, that that's that's the yeah. money. Um, because remember, Jake doesn't know that that uh, Lonzo left him. He thinks that he's in the the back room somewhere until one of the guys says, by the way, you you see you look out there. Lonzo's car is not there. And that's when he realized Lonzo left him. They rough Jake up, take him back to the bathtub. Be- Go ahead. Yeah. No, no, no. Go on ahead. I'll, I'll let you know. Okay, they take him back to the bathtub. And um, that's when you 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 realize that's why Denzel said make sure the bathtub is clean. They're gonna kill him in the bathtub. So right. you, you're really thinking that this is gonna happen. This kid's gonna get killed until one of the gangsters like, um, well, let me check his pockets for money, and takes out a wallet that Jake had picked up from the young girl that was getting raped by those two bums. And you know and what's sees funny? What's uh huh? Here's the thing. I forgot that he even picked up the wallet, to be honest with you. Yeah. And my first instinct is like this. Why would you have a Vel- Velcro wallet in, in the back of your pocket? Oh, so you thought And then all of a sudden, you know, you see the idea of the uh, Catholic school, the Catholic school that the cousin went goes to and everything. Yeah. And yeah. Let's just, I'm just going to be honest with you. That was a brutal scene. He it, it goes, man, that was my cousin. Yeah. And he's like, man, I'm telling you, I didn't hurt your cousin or anything like that. I was trying to help her. I was trying to save right. her. There was these two crackheads that were getting ready to rape her and everything. I have kids on my own. I have a little girl right. on my own. And so basically the gangster goes on ahead and he goes, well, you know what, man, I'm going to fuck you up. But first, I'm going to go on ahead and call my cousin just to make sure that this is going to confirm it. Now, if yeah. that wallet was not found, if they decided to just go in and kill him, and then all right. of a sudden, after they kill him, you know, it would have been bad. Absolutely. Yeah, absolutely. Absolutely. And when he, when Smiley calls up the cousin, I'm like, please, girl, tell exactly what happened because they're about to kill this cop. And so at first, the cousin doesn't want her her older cousin to be upset, and she doesn't want him to know that she was actually skipping school that day to go to a, a skip party. And so she kind of, he, he forces her to tell, you know, like, tell me the truth. I need to know. She ends up telling him, you know, well, actually, you know, these two bums tried to rape me. This cop was there. How does he look? He's, she's like, he looks kind of young, a white cop. And they realize, oh, it's him. So yep. she saved Jake's life at that moment. That phone and also, call. T- and also, too, earned the respect of the leader of that gang. Absolutely, too. yes. So you know what else I was thinking? Like, if they actually wanted to do a sequel to this, and this is my brain going yeah. miles a minute after I saw this, mm-hmm. I'm like, 
really he could actually be Jake's informant if he actually needed any information going on into that, since he actually got the royalty from it. But he can also go corrupt, though, too, because he also yeah. gained the loyalty of that. So you have two things playing at one time here. Where exactly. You can go crooked or you can go straight and still have the respect. And you can do your job right. honestly and still have that respect of other gang members and everything else without having to be corrupt. Absolutely. Absolutely. Then, because he gained mad respect points with them because I mean, like you said, they they respect a, a, a an upstanding cop, you know, than a, a corrupt cop. You know what I right. mean? Because the corrupt cops always pulling them back in. They can always, you know, they have something hanging over their head. You know what I mean? Right. Um, mm-hmm. And and that's when you realize they realize, you know, Jake's a good person. This is a right. good guy, and they let them know how dirty Lonzo is. Right, and then then after that, he gets on the subway. Uh, not the subway, but he gets on the uh, bus. bus. And mm-hmm. I love that camera angle of him on the bus, being pissed off and everything. Yes. He has the gun in his yes. hand. He's going back over to Alonzo's house and knocks on the door. The little boy that uh, of Alonzo's answers the door and everything. Yeah. And he goes, hey, buddy, go on ahead. Where's your hiding spot? He goes on ahead. He puts him in the closet. The kid hides in the closet. Even Mendez is inside the bedroom with uh, Alonzo. Right. I'm not sure if she's counting the money with Alonzo or anything like that. But anyway, she's just yeah. laying on the bed naked and everything. And then, of course, Alonzo is a man. You, he goes, motherfucker, you decided <laughs> to come over here and kill me. You're a smooth ass <laughs> motherfucker right here. Look at this shit. Right. <laughs> and everything. Like, right. He, like he's making him into what he wants him to be. But it's the opposite exactly. end of the, of the spectrum. Because, man, you mean to tell me you survived that? Because, man, right. and then because my man, and the next thing you know, he yeah. starts shooting at the, uh, at Alonzo, right? And then, of course, it goes into the whole entire thing where they, uh, Alonzo climbs up on the roof, and then, of course, he fall, and then, of course, Jake winds up falling behind him. They get into right. a tug of war match, pretty much beating up each other and things like that. Then, all of a sudden, um, that's when we wind up seeing the whole neighborhood watching them. Yes. From the street. What I loved about um, the part when he Jake gets there is if you remember earlier in the film, when Lonzo first takes him to that 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 um, area, um, he tells Jake, don't you ever come over here without me? Don't you ever be over here without me? This is no joke over here. Well, when Jake goes back to get Lonzo, remember, he's walking to in the in the apartments, you know, to the apartments. Gun in hand, crazy white dude just walking in the dark. <laughs> you have people coming out, looking at him. No one's saying yep. anything, but one dude says, what you doing over here, man? You know you ain't supposed to be over here. Jake does nothing, looks up at him. He just continues to walk, and Actually, they're all looking at him. He goes, I'm here for Alonzo. Yes, when he and, yes. Yeah, and that's when he's like, like, they let him in exactly yeah. and that's when you really know they do not like lonzo and uh you know i definitely love that 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 was actually my favorite thing that's gangster yeah. that's straight up gangster right there Absolutely. Though, being a straight cop yeah. and white out being stuck out in that whole entire neighborhood exactly and yeah also too you have terry cruz who's one of the biggest dudes and everything yeah and you know he's steering him up and down too sizing him up yeah, and everything too. At first, they're you know they are on defense mode. They're not. Yeah, they're not. They are. And then all of a sudden, once you find out why he's there for Alonzo, yeah. instant shutdown. 
like, okay, go on ahead, be our guest, do whatever you want to do. <laughs> I have another, fu- I have a fun fact. Okay. So when he, Jake walks up to the three guys, you have Terry C- Cruz, you have the other dude, and then you have the one that t- talks. His name's Bones. He's the guy, he's the reason why Suge Knight is in prison. Because when they had that conflict, that's the guy that Suge Knight ran over and killed. What? You're serious? I have yeah, no idea. Look up that guy, Bones. Okay. His name is Bones. Look him up and you'll see. He He's the one that Suge Knight ran over twice. And the reason, and that's why he's in prison right now. Okay. I definitely will. So, I'll yeah. So, that that's out. a fun fact. That's a fun fact. And and Bones had been in many different, um, I think he was in like Boys in the Hood or Minister Society, but he always plays the gangster role. Okay. So anyways, I just want to put that out there. Yeah, that's fact. actually pretty cool. Thank, thank you for telling yeah. me about that because I had no, no clue. Oh, yeah. Um, oh, yeah. So after, at this point and everything too, then all of a sudden uh, Denzel and him, like I mentioned before, are over there uh, having a tug-of-war fight and everything. People are looking around the neighborhood and everything, watching them. And then, then of course, he winds up shooting Denzel and everything while he gets inside his Monte Carlo, uh, in his car, right? Right, shoots him in the ass. Well, first he shoots him in the car, I think. And then he comes out of the car because he yes. crashes his car. Yes. Right, and then right, right, he's right. Like, My bad. He's like, he's like, come on, shoot this motherfucker right here. Shoot right. it. And everybody's like, man, I'm not getting on that same level with you or anything like that. Over yeah. here, we take our care of our own. And he right. goes on, the guy goes on ahead, puts down the gun for mm-hmm. him to pick up. It's an unmarked gun, so it yeah. can't be traced. Denzel doesn't even pick it pick it up at first. But Jake is over there going, Man, pick up the fucking gun. I, I, I dare you to pick up the gun. Because right. man, I'm King Kong in this motherfucker. That's right. <laughs> you know? That's but, the famous line. Yeah. So he's like, Don't pick up that gun. See what's gonna happen. He picks it up, he shoots him in the ass <laughs> with right. the gun. And because man, because at first Denzel's like, Yeah, you're not gonna shoot me. You're too soft, basically. You're not gonna shoot he me. He picks up a like, cigarette that's right next to the gun, thinks Jake's gonna kill him. I'm thinking, oh God, he's gonna shoot him. But no, Denzel puts up the cigarette, that cricket cigarette smokes it, and yeah. And then basically yeah, because Jake just gives him a warning shot, which is in his ass, yeah. and then next thing you know it, <laughs> uh, Denzel goes into um, goes back into his car basically, and dri- and was going to go on here and just drive off. Right, because remember the 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 point right now is this: Denzel has to pay a million dollars to the Russians, and he has till midnight. No, not not twelve oh one, not twelve midnight. That's what he has. So that bag that he's carrying with him is that million dollars that he took from dude. And that was the money that he had to go pay off the Russians. So he's on his way to go do that. And um, Jake has the money. And they let Jake leave after he shoots Denzel in the ass. They go ahead and one of the guys says, Bones says to Jake, Jake, get the bag and go ahead and leave. And Denzel is furious because he thinks because Jake is a white cop that these guys aren't going to have Jake's back. They're going to have his back. And when they let Jake walk and tell Jake, don't worry about him, we got you. Denzel is pissed. He, He looks at them as traitors and all this. But 
he's been hanging sentences over these guys' head if they looked at him wrong. So they're, they can't wait for this day to happen. Right. That Denzel is disgraced. I mean, they even do a shot of his wife, his woman. And remember, she's, she's up there standing. He looks up at her. She looks at him and takes the boy and walks away. Yeah, and she also looks out the window. And I like how she just turns her back on him. Like, yep. you're on your own now. You're done. Exactly. Exactly. And it's like he has no one now. No one on his side. And he goes... And he's even cursing Jake, though, too. He goes, Jake, you motherfucker, come back here with my fucking right. money and everything. Right. And then all of a sudden, then I love how he's back in the car again. Uh, Alonzo's in the car again. And then, of course, that's mm-hmm. when we see this wide shot. I love the wide shot of this yeah. woman in the van next to Denzel whenever he's over there um, right. at the red light. Yeah. And he just looks at her gets ready to drive and then all of a sudden this van comes out of nowhere with AK forty sevens and uh, just blasts through him. Oh my van. gosh. It was such a brutal scene. Mm-hmm. I mean they unleaded on him. I mean oh man they shot him up so bad. He come he he opens up the car door. He gets out of the car. He, he he's trying to stand up and and he's doing that breathing thing that he told, dude, just breathe. So I like how they focused in on that because that part was very important because you hear him. <gasps> and it reminds you of when Roger got shot and when he was telling Roger to breathe. Right. So he's there and they're talking in their language and they just unload on him again. And it was just so brutal, dude. It was. And then it cuts into uh, Ethan Hawke's character, Jake. And Jake go, get, goes home with the money and everything. But remember yeah. what Denzel said. Uh, if you don't do this, the headlines of the papers can say, uh, police officer uh, shot and killed, left yeah. and left behind beloved wife and uh, child. Yeah, right. Same headline that exactly. was used for Denzel, for right. Alonzo. Yeah, that was irony right there. I mean... This this movie, I mean, this movie came out in 01. It this movie's great. I love this movie. Like you said, you feel like you're on a ride with the characters. It was just it it was just a great movie. Denzel gave an outstanding performance. Ethan Hawke was great. They I mean, actors at their finest. Definitely. They were both at the caliber. Don't get me wrong. Oh, Denzel man. is just phenomenal. He can play in just about anything, even a bad right. film. And does yes. an outstanding job with it. Yes. Ethan Hawk is such an underrated actor, too, though. He really is. I thought he would do a lot more after this, to be honest with you. I thought that right. he would actually get more. Uh, don't get me wrong. He's been other stuff. But I thought they, he would just be getting plowed with different people coming to him. Exactly. This. Yes. Yes. He's I great. He's, he's always been great, you know. And, and this one, it, to play alongside Denzel and you know how Denzel is just so intense you know what I mean right that's a lot to live up to you know and Ethan was great he was really great definitely great uh here's the thing I wish that he would have actually been on Johnny Depp's level because that's ex- because I was expecting Johnny Depp kind of level after this to be on the okay. same yeah, page exactly. as Johnny Depp right and right. it's a shame that someone like Ethan Hawke is just looking down on you know what I'm saying yeah. because he's such a yeah. great actor Absolutely, he, performances. he really doesn't. And you know, when you see him, and like I love to see him if he's on something on Netflix or Hulu, 
you know if he's in it, it's a great movie. I mean, that's how I look at him. You know, if Ethan Hawke's in it, you got a great movie. Definitely. So is there anything else that you want to mention about the movie or anything like that? Um, No, we, we, yeah, that was it. That was great movie. All right. So where can everybody follow you at? You can follow me on Instagram at McCree123Hotmail.com. That's M-C-C-R-E-E Hotmail.com. Also on Twitter at Rossi Lynn Bark one That's Rossi Lynn, B-A-R-Q-1. And on Facebook at Rossi Lynn. All right. And you guys can go on ahead. If you want to donate to the page, you don't have to. But if you want to do so, just to keep the lights here on here at Movie Lovers Unite, how do you do that? Just go to the GoFundMe page at www.gofundme.com forward slash Movie Lovers Podcast. Of course, you guys can go on ahead and get an audio-only uh, episode of this show where you guys get your podcast from. You guys can also follow me at Movie Lovers TV Lovers Unite on Facebook as well as on Instagram underneath the same name and then also too on Pinterest. Then, of course, go on ahead, hit me up. How do you do that? Just hit me up at gmail.com at movieloversunite at gmail.com. And then, of course, you can follow me on Stereo at Movie Lovers Unit and, of course, on Stereo at Movie Lovers Unit and Twitter as well. And those are all the places that you can reach me at. And, of course, for all your entertainment needs and wants, just go to www.movieloversunite.com. We just got done posting some movie news that came out today and yesterday. So go ahead and check that out. Another thing, too, is we are selling merchandise. How do you do that? Just go ahead and message us. And if you want a T-shirt, they go all the way from, from medium all the way up until two x's so we can cover all the sizes all the way up until two x go in and get your shirt today also too we take uh pin, we take paypal we take vimo and we also take paypal so whatever you'd like to do go on ahead pay us and everything and i'll get a shirt out to you as soon as i can and as always until next time guys it's been real it's been fun i can't wait to do this again and tomorrow night too go on in and catch us at 8 o'clock Central Time, 9 o'clock Eastern, 6 o'clock Pacific Time for our Deadpool Part 1 review. Also, too, check us out at 3 o'clock Central Time, 4 o'clock Eastern Time and on the Schmoes of the North channel covering Mount Schmodown. And that's Schmoes of the North covering Schmodown. Uh, Go ahead and check us out over there. I'm actually partnering up with Frenchie. Always until next time, guys. Bye-bye. Hello, movie lovers, and welcome to the show. This is your host, as always, from Movie Lovers Unite, John DiGorio, and I just want to sit, talk about something real quick, and that is Audible. What is Audible? I'm so glad that you guys asked. Audible is the leading provider of spoken word entertainment and audio books, ranging from bestsellers like Anne Rice, Stephen King, the list just goes on. Their whole entire catalog, when it comes down to audio books, is just fantastic. If you're on on the road and everything and you want an audio book and you want to download it fast, go ahead, go to Audible. You're not going to regret it. They actually have a trial right now that you guys can actually jump on. You can actually go on ahead, go to the link, and it'll bring you up to that trial. And a matter of fact, every month, members actually get one credit to pick any title plus two Audible originals from a monthly selection and access to daily news digest from the New York Times, the Wall Street Journal, and the Washington Post, as well as guided meditation programs another thing too guys that's not all they have they also have they also have finish if you actually want to go ahead and do some things to actually better yourself for 2021 they have stuff for that too like finishing more books or becoming a better parent leader or a person how-to books 
which is something that everybody seems to grab onto a lot lately and everything else. So if you guys are actually looking for something to maybe better yourself for 2021, go on ahead, check out those books as well. They have a big catalog. You guys won't regret it. Go ahead, click on the link below in the description notes. Go on ahead. You guys won't regret it. Sign up for that trial period. And always, until next time, stay safe, guys, and enjoy the show. And God bless.